0: Welcome to Daily Devotion with Ken Gurley, devotions designed to inspire you on your daily walk with God. Each day we walk through the vital principles of the abundant life. Our Lord can do above and beyond all we ask or think. Here's your host, Ken Gurley. Martin Luther once said, as a shoemaker makes a shoe and a tailor a coat, so should a Christian pray. Prayer is daily business For a Christian. Prayer is primary. It's a chief defining practice of who has faith in God. Jesus did not say, if you give, if you fast, or if you pray. He said, when you give, when you fast, and when you pray. Prayer is not just what we do. Prayer is who we are. If the sky ceased to fill with clouds, if the waves of the ocean waved goodbye, If the river stopped flowing, if the grass stopped growing, then a Christian could stop praying. If God ever ceased to be good, if angels ceased to cry holy, if the devil ever stopped being the devil, and if the word no longer worked, and then and only then, a believer could stop praying. If life ceased to have its trials, if pain and adversity were no longer present, if people no longer upset you or disappointed you, if hearts could not be broken, and if bodies did not need mending and tragedy no longer struck at midnight, then I think you and I may could stop praying. But so long as faith, hope, and love remain and God's hand is required in our daily lives and miracles are still available from heaven, So long as God is still good, then prayers cannot cease and they should not cease. For prayer is the daily business of a child of God. What breath is to our lungs, prayer is to our spiritual lives. Without it, we die. Today on Daily Devotion, I want to discuss the subject, If the Saints Stopped Praying. All of this week, we're discussing prayer and how vital it is to our lives. If the saints ever stop praying, then the world had better stop revolving. The sun should no longer shine, and life as we know it should be extinct. Because until this happens, you and I have a job to do, and we have a role to fulfill. If we don't pray, who will? There are times in our own lives that our prayers Ebb and flow, they rise with fevered intensity and then languish with lukewarm indifference. But perhaps there's still a spark there. And if there is, then I wish to fan the flames of that. I believe that the power of prayer is revealed in stirring up that gift that is on the inside of us to fan that smoldering desire. To be a transformed and transforming vessel of the Almighty God, to be used of God in prayer, and to be a channel through which God can flow through our lives during this season. To admit we have a problem in this area is really half the battle won. To admit that we're prayerless, that we suffer from a sickness of on again, off again spirituality. When we hurt, we'll go ahead and pray. When we feel okay, we don't pray. In the book on prayer, I said that doubt and apathy are twin viruses that lead to prayerlessness, that we have seen a generation of believers arise who, if you looked at prayer alone, you could conclude they're practical atheists. Because in a 24-7 world, the urgent always occupies our attention. The latest news, the latest report, the latest gossip, We traffic in the commerce of this world. And all the while, a golden ladder stretching from heaven to earth has no angels. No angels ascending with our prayers. No angels descending with our answers. The practice of prayer slips through our grasp like those elusive skills of yesteryear. The survival skills like building a fire or the practical skills like Sewing dresses or raising barns. But the spiritual skill of prayer cannot be crowded out of the 21st century believer's life. Yes, you can start a fire now by turning on a button, you can buy dresses off the rack and barns at the local Home Depot. But prayer has no substitute. People can pray for me, but no one can actually pray for me. I alone and you alone must find that place of prayer and pour out our souls before God. Because there are times in our life that nothing else will work. Nothing else will satisfy. Times get tough. The land gets sick. The job goes south. People are suffering. And it's only as we turn to the Lord in prayer that God hears our prayer and heals our land. There's something beautiful. There's something majestic. If saints are praying, if saints are calling on the name of the Lord, if believers are humbling themselves and seeking the face of God, if the members of every local church and small group and class are repenting and returning to God, God promises, I will hear your prayers. I will forgive sin. I will heal your land. There was ever a time to collectively join together in a concert of prayer and say, Lord, we are turning to you and we know you have our answer. This is the daily business of every child of God. That beautiful promise that God gave to Solomon. He said, I will forgive their sin. What is the sin? Notice the singularity, not sins. I will forgive their sin. I think the sin that was referenced there was our ability, our propensity to forget God. And when we forget God in our daily lives, it's revealed in prayerlessness. When we stop praying, we start sinning. God, forgive us of our prayerlessness. If you have the book on prayer, you know that the first devotion talks about a return to the garden, to rejoin that beautiful moment when Adam and Eve walked with God in the cool of the day. We can wonder why the enemy hated Adam and Eve so much, made in the image of God. Did they annoy the devil by that? Most probably it was the closeness, the intimacy they shared with God. God was the voice walking in the cool of the day. And Adam and Eve were permitted something that Lucifer once had. He once had fellowship with God. Could it be that this has always been the enemy's goal to draw us away from that fellowship with God, from walking with him, from talking with him, to get us to stop praying and being in close communion with him? He knows what Andrew Murray said. Where there is much prayer, there will be much of the Spirit. Where there is much of the Spirit, there will be ever-increasing prayer. That the more we walk with the Lord, talk with the Lord, it begins to compound upon itself. Greater fellowship results. And from that greater fellowship flows greater confidence in God. And more miracles are the result. And more power comes, more joy and the strength of joy, more meaning comes to our lives. No wonder the enemy hates it so much. Samuel Chadwick once said, the one concern of the devil is to keep Christians from praying. He fears nothing from prayerless studies, prayerless work, prayerless religion. He laughs at our toil, mocks at our wisdom, but trembles when we pray. When we draw close to the one who walked with Adam and Eve, And talk with man in the garden. The power unleashed by that fellowship divine is immense. And that concerns the enemy. Think about it. Paradise was lost through prayerlessness. And paradise can be regained through prayerfulness. If the saints stopped praying, then we are of all men most miserable. But when the saints start praying... We are blessed. It's always intrigued me that both God and Satan want our voices. John the Baptist was the voice in the wilderness. He was the one who came in the power of Elijah. He was the one who called people to repentance, who prepared the way for the Lord's ministry. As the gospel of John says, he was not that light but came to bear witness of the light. John the Baptist pointed people to Jesus he said, I baptize with water, but he baptizes with the Holy Ghost and fire. And that voice was mightily used by God until it was silenced by Satan. And I think that has always been a quest of the enemy is to silence us. And for this day and in this day and hour, if the saints stopped praying, it would only make evil happy. It would only make Hell rejoice. You and I have a voice given by God. It is a divine gift to us. It cannot be muzzled. It must be raised. It must be lifted in praise and thanksgiving. It must be lifted in petition and supplication. It must be lifted in groaning and intercession in the spirit. Oh, hear me carefully. If the saints stopped praying, evil would triumph. I fully believe that it is our prayers that restrains the darkness through the power of the Holy Spirit, that we are the force that keeps back the night. We are like those old lamplighters. We are punching holes in the darkness through our prayers, through crying out to God and seeking His face. Don't ever stop praying. I remember walking outside. It was probably a few months ago. There was an unusual weather pattern that was playing out in the skies above. People in this area were posting photos of the unusual shapes of the clouds. As my wife and I were there and watching it, she said, it looks like The ocean is above us. And indeed, we've been through seasons and times recently that it seems our world has turned upside down. It looks like the ocean is above us. We have lived and gone through seasons of a topsy-turvy, upside-down world where good is called evil and evil is called good. And perhaps our prayers have grown squelched, that they've been muted. But don't forget the enemy wants our voices. But so does God. God desires to hear us when we pray. And even if the world feels upside down, even if all the waves and the billows seem to have gone over us and we identify with the psalmist, when he said, deep calleth unto deep at the noise of thy waterspouts, I believe that we're living in a season where deep is indeed calling unto deep. That it will not be a shallow, superficial faith that will survive in this era. Quite simply, the saints cannot stop praying. And more particularly, you and I, we cannot stop praying. You may be driving in your car right now. You may be at home. You may be at the office. You may have your earbuds and earphones on. But would you just breathe a prayer and then with the next breath, pray again and again? Because we cannot stop praying in this day and hour because God placed us in this moment. And God is expecting to hear our voices raised in prayer. Thank you for sharing in daily devotion with Ken Gurley. We pray this ministry has been a source of encouragement and strength to you. Please be mindful that your financial support enables us to meet with you each day. To give a donation or connect with us, visit our website at kengurley.com. There you will also find the latest books, podcasts, and resources. Blessed, 90 Days to Change Your World is Pastor Gurley's latest book. You can get your copy of this life-changing book at kengurley.com. May God's favor rest on you in every way until we meet again.